0: Hi everyone, this is John Hagedorn, and welcome to 1001 Stories for the Road, also known as Caffeine for the Curious, and your home for good old-fashioned entertainment. might be too young to remember the 70s, but it was a crazy time, with Daisy Duke shorts, 8-track tapes, disco music, Michael Jackson, pet rocks, mopeds, and even Star Wars action figures. And there was streaking, the act of removing one's clothes and running in public, usually at athletic events, but not always. One of the hardest-working and longest-lasting recording artists in the business is Ray Stevens, known by many for his novelty songs like Ahab the Arab and Mississippi Squirrel Revival, and Grammy-winning hits like Everything is Beautiful. But his hit that is probably remembered best is The Streak, which pretty well defined the whole trend with a few craftily written phrases. Ray could bring any story to life as witnessed by the success of Mr. Businessman, which you have to admit is a tough title to build a song around. Ray, recognizing the streaking trend for what it was, penned a story that placed a man and his wife at a basketball game when suddenly a naked man ran across their field of view, causing the husband to cover his wife's eyes and tell her, Don't look, Ethel! But it was too late. She'd already caught a peek. The song became forever entwined with people's memories of the short-lived fad of streaking. When Ray released that song on April 26th, it headed straight up the charts to number one and stayed there for a good while. The timing was perfect, and for months it seemed to define the craziness that was 1974. The streak even happened at that year's Academy Awards ceremony where producer Michael Phillips, nominated for Best Picture with The Sting, was at side stage waiting for the arrival of Elizabeth Taylor to announce the winner. Millions were watching live on national TV and the Best Picture Award was the high moment of the evening. Suddenly, a thin, brown-haired man came streaking out from stage left into the camera's vision, waving a two-fingered peace sign, then made a return trip. The streaking incident became Hollywood lore overnight and even now is widely cited as one of the Oscars' most memorable moments, thanks in part to Niven's quick response as the audience roared. In history, Lady Godiva was an English noblewoman who, according to a legend dating at least to the 13th century, rode naked, covered only in her long hair, through the streets of Coventry to gain a remission of the oppressive taxation that her husband imposed on his tenants. And to solve one of those history's mysteries behind the origin of the word Peeping Tom, the name Peeping Tom for a voyeur originates from later versions of the Lady Godiva legend in which a man named Tom watched her ride and was struck blind, or dead, depending on the version. There's a harsh morality tale for you. The first non-recorded streaking incident in America came when President John Adams' son Charles, according to legend, was caught running naked at Harvard, In the 1780s. The first recorded incident of streaking by a college student in the U.S. occurred in 1804 at Washington College, now Washington and Lee University, when senior George William Crump was arrested for running naked through Lexington, Virginia, where the university is located. Robert E. Lee later sanctioned streaking as a rite of passage for young Washington and Lee gentlemen. Crump was suspended for the academic session, but later went on to become a U.S. congressman which I know will surprise none of you. There were isolated incidents in the 60s and early 70s, including a streaker's Olympics at Notre Dame in 1972 and a streaking event at the Montreal Olympics that same year. But try as they might, they hadn't yet ignited worldwide media. The big one came in 1973 in what the press called a streaking epidemic, which took place at Stephen F. Austin State University in Nagadoches, Texas, with streakers being seen in residence halls, at football games, and various other on-campus locations and events, including spring graduation. The epidemic was covered by all of the major media outlets and became the first time streaking received concentrated national press coverage. After that, it was game on for streakers everywhere. In the 70s, streaking was fast gaining popularity, especially on college campuses. Looking back at it now, it seems like they all want to take credit for the biggest or wildest streaking events. The University of Mississippi claims to have set the world's streaking record, wrote a college newspaper in St. Louis, but due to the nature of the sport, an accurate body count is difficult. The old misclaim is currently being disclaimed by competing colleges. At the University of South Carolina, some 500 students stripped and streaked in the streets of Columbia, prompting University of Georgia students to organize a big streak to top even that. More than 1,000 Georgia students streaked and a reported 15,000 watched with chairs and coolers of beer. The University of Georgia still claims to have set a still-standing record for largest group streak on March 7, 1974. And Tufts has held an annual naked quad run since the 70s, which at last check has been temporarily suspended due to the assumption, right or wrong, that the event seems to promote alcohol consumption. Athletic events were another prime target for streakers in both the UK and America. One of England's most notables occurred when Michael O'Brien, a stockbroker from Australia who was dared 10 pounds to run onto the field during an England versus Australia rugby match at Twickenham, did so, and was famously photographed being escorted off the field by a guard who was holding his helmet over O'Brien's private parts. Imagine his answer to the obligatory dinner question of, so, how was your day? And then there was Cindy, who graced an L.A. Kings hockey game, dressed with nothing other than sneakers, who ran out onto the ice, entertaining the fans mightily until a couple of unlucky security guards were asked to get out on the ice in their hard-soled shoes, raising even more attention and cheers as they chased her around the ice rink, slipping and falling, as if they were reenacting a version of Bambi on Ice. The term streaking was popularized by a reporter for a local Washington, D.C. news station as he watched a mass nude run take place at the University of Maryland in 1973. That run had 533 participants. As the collected mass of nude students exited Bel Air Dorm, the reporter, whose voice was broadcast live over the station via a payphone connection, exclaimed, They are streaking past me right now. It's an incredible sight. The next day was put out on the Associated Press Wire as streaking and had nationwide coverage. After 1974, no sporting event has been immune from streaking including golf. In 1999, a female streaker named Yvonne Robb was arrested for kissing Tiger Woods on the 18th hole at Carnoustie. In 2000, female streaker Jackie Salmon streaked fully nude at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. But a warning to all you streaker wannabes, streaking is getting dangerous for the streakers who have been clotheslined, tackled, bashed with cricket clubs, kicked, Punched and dragged off the playing fields, then arrested and fined for indecent exposure to top that. Did I mention Shot? A male streaker who broke into the Augusta National Golf Course in Georgia, albeit not while the Masters was in play, was actually shot with buckshot and slightly wounded. A big thanks to Ray Stevens for giving us a great memory. You can enjoy his song, The Streak, at YouTube and try his video of the Mississippi Squirrel Revival, if you want a good laugh. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road, where every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we release a new episode for your listening enjoyment. 1001 Stories for the Road was inspired by our big brother, 1001 Heroes, the research for which has turned up a treasure chest of great stories Too short for our typical 45-minute shows at 1001 Heroes. And these stories, averaging about 15 to 20 minutes each, needed a new home. So we created 1001 Stories for the Road. We're available 24-7 at iTunes and everywhere great podcasts are found. We have two other 1001 shows out there and we encourage you to give them a try. Those are 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories and Mysteries and 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. You can catch all our 1001 network shows and archives including this one at www.1001storiespodcast.com and we encourage your posts at facebook.com forward slash 1001storiesfortheroad. We'll be back real soon.